Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to hour three of the Donna and Steve experience on my talk 1071 everything entertainment it's Donna Valentine and Steve Patterson and DJ Rock Lobster. You know, there are not a lot of contests I could win, but I would enter myself in a pistachio eating contest. <laughs> My ability, I don't know if you guys were enjoying that at all during the commercial break, my ability to crack those shells and get them in, I'm not even tasting them. It's a salt and pepper (laughs) thing from Costco, too. By the way, they're the best pistachios I've ever had in my life. Hmm. Mm, And I crack them, and I chew them, and I swallow them. That is my, that's my strategy. They're so good, and I just can eat them so fast. Are you you eating the shell? (laughs) No, I'm not eating the shell okay, of the pistachio. Okay. Although, I am a big fan of eating an occasional full peanut in its shell. It's a very salty. I hear it can be bad for your intestines, but very salty, nice crunch. I love doing that. It's a party trick. I scare the kids. Amazing. Are we doing any more pistachio talk? Anybody no, jumping in or are we moving I think on? We're good on pistachio. Doesn't that feel like cheating when you buy the shelled ones? Oh my gosh. What? Are, yeah. What are you looking for? Handouts? I mean, crack the damn shell yourself and enjoy the satisfaction of having excavated a nut. Call back. Project Down and Dirty. Um, so I reached out to a friend about Yellowstone this weekend. Okay. Jackie Kane. Former Five Eyewitness News anchor. Mm-hmm. Adorable. Love her. And I know that she and her husband really love Yellowstone. And I love Jackie and trust her opinion. And I said, hey, me struggle here. Me struggle. You tell me why me continue watch. And she was like, oh, my gosh, I'm with my family. Here's what we all say. She had a family consensus. You have to watch until episode three. Watch through the first three episodes. If you don't like it after that, maybe... It's just not for you, but she maintains it's the best show on television. Now, mm-hmm. old neighbor, di- excuse me, I just had a full bowl of pistachios. <laughs> I'm fine. You're a piece of work. Old neighbor Dave, who I used to live near, he posted uh, recently on social media, he thinks Yellowstone might just be the best show he's ever seen mm. on television. And he brought in all genres because he said, I'm talking about MASH. Seinfeld, blah, 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 he continued on. Hmm. So he's got really strong feelings. And here we are, finishing, having finished one episode, unsure of moving forward, though I am interested in getting like an Aztec printed shacket. 
So I'd like to dress the part. I just don't know if I want to live it. Okay. I don't know if I care about the Daltons or the Duttons or whatever. Um, I think I'm going to stick with it. I finished season one. Personally, I'm conflicted. How so? I don't. I, I'm curious to know where they're going, but I'm also like, I feel like there's a teeny bit of me that feels like it's a chore to watch it. It's really hard to watch. There's some like, you forget, like, I love a good Western, okay? But when I watch a Western, I think of years ago. West. John Wayne. Yes. I think of Unforgiven, Tombstone, movies like that that happened, you know, in the wild, wild west. This is a modern day version of that and like the Sopranos combined because you're conflicted on like you're getting to know this family. But then you're like, I don't think these people are good people. Right. But then you find yourself rooting for them. But then you go back and you're like, oh, my gosh, they just did this terrible thing to this person. It's really about mm, greed and control. And I. it's just everybody's breaking the law and it's stressful. Can I ask? Well, I mean, there we go. If you're playing the drinking game, how many times does Donna def- uh, describe a television show or movie as stressful? Oh. Have a swig. I have a question. And it will be spoilery, but it's from episode one of Yellowstone. Okay. There is boyfriend guy who has an encounter with his brother-in-law. Boyfriend. Or maybe it's husband guy. Husband guy. I guess guy. it's husband yep. guy. Husband, husband guy, guy is married to the the young woman, the the native Native American. American. Yes. Um, and then husband, white husband, uh-huh. and uh, Native American brother-in-law have an encounter toward uh-huh. the end of the episode. Yeah. Does wife find out by end of season one about the encounter? Of what exactly happened? Correct. I don't think so. It's confusing because there's 10 things going on an episode. And you're like, wait, who's this guy now? There's too many characters. I got to tell Lou that you're saying this because I think maybe I was a little too hard on her. She was like, wait, who's this? Who? And I was just like, simmer down. I'm sure it's all going to come to us. And then it seemed like she was suddenly not getting it. And I was like... Okay, let me explain what's happening here. I wasn't thinking it was too complex. She said, there's too many things going on. What, what am I following here? I'm with you on that. You know what? We should take a page out of Dawn McLean's book. Okay. And you need to keep a chart over who's with who, oh, who's God. married to who. I bet there's something online that helps with the characters. But what happens is maybe wow. four or five episodes in, and I see we have a call coming in. I bet it's someone who's going to tell us to stick with it. Um, Four or five episodes in, they start doing... a backstories on these people so then you've got these oh i get it now like why are these guys being branded what like i'm like what is that so it's only i believe the criminals who they get from the jails to work on the ranch who are branded okay and it's almost like hotel california you can check in but you can never leave whoa thank you wow donna yeah. Well, I don't know. I I don't know. Here's the problemo. We're about to get swept up in holiday movies. No. Yeah, it's coming. Who's holiday, gonna, oh, come on. You holiday movies anytime. are going to happen. 
And that's going to clog up a lot of the time. And then if I get to the new year and I'm still behind, what do I do? All right, we go to the phones. Who do we yeah, have on the line? Um, you know, I didn't even ask. Um, Self-described cowgirl? She's got a bit of a, of a potty mouth. She even admits it, so I'm going to keep my finger near the dump button. But she's got some positive vibes Hi. about the Yellowstone. Hey, potty mouth. Hey, potty mouth. That's my favorite word. Potty mouth, potty mouth, potty mouth. Listen, you got to saddle up and ride that crap out with uh, Yellowstone. Gotta, yeah, you got to right, just saddle up and... Because you're not supposed to like the Duttons. You're not supposed to like them. I mean, I have one friend that was watching it. She goes, give me one good reason to like Beth Dutton. You're not supposed to like Beth Dutton. You know, the thing is, though, they also try to squeeze in these father-daughter relationship things that, like, I was crying at the last episode of season one, and the music they play is so stinking good that Ryan Bingham is in this. He's he's a country artist. He's so good. That's great. Um, And and that's like with Rip, too. Like, Rip, give me some Rip all day long. Yes. Oh, my God. Better call Rip for everything. My my son's girlfriend posted a picture of uh, Rip chewing on a toothpick, and she goes, "What I'd give to be a toothpick about right now." <laughs> oh, oh, wow! Wow! Where was the toothpick? Did in I miss mouth? it? In, oh. in Rip's mouth, because that's all he does is he keeps a toothpick in his mouth all he's, the time. He's Steve. You know who is Rip that? The guy is, who right? brands people? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. He's the guy yeah. with the beard who kind of yeah. hooks up with the the daughter. Cole Hauser. Oh, and he's you know. There's not, you know, you, you're right. I mean, I I do like them, but yet you you feel guilty that you like them. All right. Well, listen. Maybe we'll press on. We have a lot of people who have uh, who have been pushing us in that direction. Talking uh, Yellowstone. Hey, when we come back, I want to tell you about a movie that I saw that we had uh, played the trailer a little while back. Rocco, I think you and I both thought it looked kind of promising. It's that new Home Alone reboot. Guess who was the most resistant in the room to watch it? It will surprise you. We'll tell you about it when we come back. It's the Don and Steve experience on my time. Hey, good morning. Welcome back. Appreciate you listening to the Donna and Steve show. Ooh. On my talk, 1071, everything entertainment. All right. Are we doing an official study? No, 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 no. Not no, yet. Not no. yet. All right, all right buddy. You gotta color outside the lines sometimes. Okay. Therapists buddy. say it's good for us. Mm. So there was an interesting thing that happened on Friday. Can I take you into the Patterson abode Friday night? Oh, sure. Please do. Thanks. There's a chill in the air. And uh, little Lila Lou, who is six, said, I want to watch alone. And Grayson, my uh, nine-year-old son, and Lou and I were like, cool, we haven't watched Alone in a while. If you're unfamiliar, it's the reality series where people are dropped on like the Vancouver Island and they're dropped down and then they have to survive and all that. And I was like, cool, she never really watched that much with us before, but we talked about it a lot. Hey, Bear. And I was like, all right, cool, let's do this. So then she puts it on and then it's it's Home Alone. Like the 1990 Home Alone, and I was like, "Do you mean Home Alone, not Alone?" <laughs> That's what we I all kind thought. of. We all were like, "We're gonna do Alone. Let's do this, man." And then she said, "No, Home Alone." And I said, "Well, hang on one second, because what I want to try to do is, when you start putting on the classics that are staples in your home each year, it's easy, especially nowadays, to just have them on as white noise in the background. I like to make movie nights an event." Right. Let's get some candy. Let's get some popcorn. Let's dim the lights. Let's do the whole thing. And so I didn't want to just put it on without having everybody gathered. And I thought, are we already watching Home Alone? Have we already started this? And I said, well, you know what? Let's go to something lower stakes. There's a new Home Alone movie. Instantly, my nine-year-old said, it looks so bad. 
Yeah. What do you mean it looks so bad? I said, have you even seen the trailer? I saw the trailer. Dad, he's British. And I was like, okay, um, that's there's probably something we need to unpack there about your just disdain for British people around the holidays. But <laughs> let's press on. I said, let's watch the trailer again. We watched the trailer. He said he liked it, but then there was one of the lines, I made my family disappear. That's a very iconic line from the original. And uh, they changed that line. He picked up on that. They changed that line. They shouldn't have done that. Daughter comes home. I said, honey, do you want to watch the new Home Alone? We now You're the deciding vote. Lila and I say yes. Lou and Grayson say no. Addie's the deciding vote. I end up winning her over and essentially asking firmly, can we just watch this tonight? How about that? Can we just do that? So we do. We put it on. Home Sweet Home Alone is Ellie Kemper is in this one. Um, Rob Delaney, very funny guy. Pete Holmes is in this. Love him. Uh, they have a new little actor. I don't know who he is. Cute little kid. Um, and in it, Ellie Kemper and Rob Delaney are actually trying to break into the house, not as bad guys, Harry and Marv, so to speak, but there is a valuable item that they believe the child, let's call him Kevin, uh, accidentally took into his house or maybe intentionally took into his house. So they're trying to break into find it because that item is worth a ton of money and could change their future. So they're not trying to be criminals. So that's a little bit of the twist already in the first one. It is not a sequel. You do see Buzz from the original Home Alone, who is now grown up and runs a security system, um, which is kind of cute. And they do a nice callback to Kevin uh, from the original Home Alone, the Macaulay Culkin, which is all fun. I thought it was solid. I thought, you know, probably not going to be like super every year. We're not going to watch this, but it seems solid. It, it will act as good white noise in the background. The kids were really tepid on it. Just didn't like it. Thought, no, this isn't good. They were such harsh critics of this new home sweet home alone is what it's called. I go to Rotten Tomatoes today. Who was right? Was dad right or were the kids right? Anybody have a guess? Uh, the kids were right. You think the kids were right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Home sweet home alone on Rotten Tomatoes currently has a 17%. And that's from critics, from audiences who usually are like, all right, critics, whatever. We're not all hoity toity. Audiences give it an even lower score 15%. This has been universally panned. People just don't like this movie. And I'm bummed because I thought it had some good nostalgic vibes. I mean... Uh, uh, sorry, Steve. It was a bummer. Rocco, you were looking at it during yeah. the trailer thinking, this has some cute potential. I thought so, but, you know, uh, yeah. Easily one of the worst films of 2021, <laughs> says the independent critic. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Home Sweet Home Alone is an unnecessary sequel that fails to reboot the franchise, lacking the fun, charm, and magic of the 1990 Christmas classic. Uh, what is Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. This mean compared to this movie, the original is like La Dolce Vita. I'm sure artsy people know what that means. Fellini. 1958, maybe. Hmm. A defanged variation on the theme that doesn't commit hard enough to be silly fun beyond a few chuckles. I laughed several times, but I, I swung and missed there. So anyway, Home Sweet Home Alone just came out on uh, on Disney Plus this last Friday. It came out on Disney Plus Day on Friday, November 12th. That along with a bunch of other things. I'll tell you one thing cool we did see on Disney Plus, which I think everyone is really interested in. A cool preview to the Book of Boba Fett. Oh. which is coming out December 29th, a spinoff from the Mandalorian series. And they ask the question, how could a guy, how could a character from the original Star Wars movies who was only on screen for six minutes have become such an iconic part of the Star Wars fandom? So they talk about that, some cool tidbits about the actor who is playing Boba Fett, and it has me excited about where things are going to go. I believe that comes out December 29th on Disney Plus, The Book of Boba Fett, and then The Mandalorian Season 3, presumably a little later in uh, 2022. Now, I'm looking at a fairly confused-looking Donna Valentine. Um, I, I, I don't know. I, I'm, I've got some stuff going on in my head. What's going on over there? How can we help? <laughs> no, you can't. Okay. It's okay, but uh, I, I don't think I'll be watching the Book of Boba Fett. Yes, you will. Why would you say that? I I can't get all Star Wars-y. I've got to just... No, you did it with Mando. I think that's where I need to just stop it. It's a lot. There's too much to catch up on. There's that's like telling me I have to watch every Harry Potter movie ever made. Which you should. They're good. And the soundtrack... And they're maybe doing the reunion. They're working on the reunion, getting the cast back together, redoing some scenes. Rocco, do you care about the book of Boba Fett? I mean, I, um, I feel like this entire segment just fell on deaf, uninterested I, ears. No, no. <laughs> I've kind of reached my Star Wars limit for a while. I did finish Mandalorian. I liked it. I don't know. I check okay. out book of Boba, Boba Fett. Go watch the preview on um, Behind Boba Fett, I think is what it's called. On Disney Plus, it's really good. It's like 25 minutes, fun, behind-the-scenes stuff. You'll like it. Come on, man. Just do do it, it. Rocco. Let's do it. You know what? I decided I need to make a list in my little man cave of shows I need to catch up on, shows I'm interested in, shows I'm currently watching. Yeah, we Mm -hmm. need to like really get organized, don't we? Because otherwise, I'm just lost. I finished Reservation Dogs every weekend. Love it. Reservation Dogs? Come on. It's on Hulu. It's about the kids that live on the Indian Reservation. Yeah, not Reservoir Dogs. Okay, my bad. I was going to call you Mr. Pink. <laughs> you should have said, why do I have to be Mr. Pink? Who's right. me? We'll be right back. It's a Money Monday, everybody. We've got some money tips to share with you all, so don't go away. We'll okay. be right back. You're listening to the Donna and Steve Experience, the Monday edition on my talk, 1071, Everything Entertainment. I think I need to hit this button so we could get this segment started. Come on now, let's talk some money. Money. Oh, good. Let's talk about money. Money Monday. There are more things in the world to buy. It's Donna and Steve. Than most people have money for. So, so. Money Monday. 
choices have to be made. But mostly it's Steve. Hey, y'all. I got some fun stuff uh, today. You guys, have you guys, I don't even know if you follow this stuff. Have you guys heard of Elon Musk? I think I know. Yeah. Him. So Elon Musk, the uh, famed gazillionaire, the guy behind SpaceX, the guy behind Tesla. This is so, this is just so crazy. There's an Elon Musk calculator out people are talking about. And it basically breaks down how much money Elon Musk really makes. Because when you hear someone is worth a blah, 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 billion dollars, I think he's, it's like 200 billion on any given day. When you hear about that, Damn. it's tough to understand what does that mean? We've done before the difference between a billion and a million. They sound closer than they are because of the alien. But the B and the M are very, very different in terms of their meaning. They did it with like a grain of rice. If a grain of rice is a million dollars, here's what a billion dollars looks like. Sorry, I have a little indigestion. I had a bowl of pistachios earlier. Thank you for asking. Now, somebody, let's, the average, the average median uh, income right now is $51,000. Okay. Hmm. That was what they gave. $51,000. So then what you do on this calculator, and I'll link this up too. Uh, what you do on this calculator is you plug in your annual salary, and then you figure out how long it takes Elon Musk to earn that salary. So let's start with $51,500. It takes Elon Musk, that's two minutes and 14 <gasps> seconds to earn $51,500. Oh my gosh. Let's have more fun with numbers. Let's say um, you're doing well and you're you hit six figures. It's $100,000. Elon Musk will make $100,000 on any given day at work in four minutes and 23 seconds. Let's say you're doing really well. You are high up management. You're the boss of the bosses, okay? And you're making $500,000 a year. Donna, would you be interested in making half a million dollars a year? Yes, please. Elon Musk wouldn't because he can make half a million dollars and does in just 21 minutes and 54 seconds, which means you put on an episode of The Office on the Peacock. Elon Musk will have made $500,000 before that episode is over. (gasps) Now, let's go a little bit crazier. Let's say you're an athlete and you're doing real good. Let's say you're making $5 million a year. That's pretty dang good, huh? Yes. He makes $5 million, Elon Musk does, in three hours and 38 minutes. Oh, my God. Let me add a zero. Let's say this athlete is making 50. You make $50 million a year, okay? That's like Tiger Woods, LeBron James with all their endorsements and everything, okay? $50 million. $50 million. Elon Musk makes that before Wednesday. He makes it in two days and 12 hours and 29 minutes. Steve, they asked, add another zero. What if you're making half a billion dollars a year? 500 million. Elon Musk, as I type in one more zero, makes that in 15 days. Oh my gosh. Which is, by the way, you know, like a pay period and a half. 
$500 million. And then you go to $5 billion, and it takes him 152 days, half a year. That is unbelievable. Like I mean... He never has to work a day in his life again. Just go chill out, man. I know, but he's one of these crazy people. But isn't that wild? Yeah. As you start adding zeros? It's kind of like that rice thing that we did. Yes. Yeah, the rice description. One grain of rice was a million. And then they said, so what is a billion in terms of grains of rice if every grain of rice equaled a million dollars? And it was a lot. It was a lot. It was a thousand. It's because it's a thousand million is a billion. Wowee. We'll never, we'll never know this. Not with that attitude, Donna. I just finished Rich Dad Poor Dad. Another book completed for Stevie Boy this year. I don't know, Steve. You 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 teeter a little bit. I'm going to call you out a little bit. I don't like where this is going at well, all. One day you're all about saving, 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 and then the next time you're like, "Why are we saving? We should be <laughs> making our money work for us and borrowing money from Peter to pay Paul." And why, if our money's wrapped up in our house and our goal is to try to pay our mortgage off. Then we're should that be our goal? I recently went down this. You're right, because I have been a big proponent of like go debt free, live debt free, get out of debt, pay your house off and all that kind of stuff. But then I started hearing from other people within the financial community who I saw a YouTube video a few weeks ago that said why you shouldn't three reasons to not pay your house off. And this person then started talking about using the equity that you get in your house that a lot of people listening right now have in their house but you never experience that equity until you sell so depending on your your plan for how long you want to live in your house you could be sitting on hundreds of thousands of dollars and it just stays there some more provocative financial thinkers say is there a way to liquidate some of that money right now and get it into other assets, let's say other homes that you could then rent out that then return a cash flow for you. You pay back um, the home equity line of credit, which you would need to take out. You pay that back, then you keep getting cash flow after it's paid back and the equity rises in those things. And then you rinse and repeat, listen, I'm just saying, there are some things out there that have me thinking. Yeah, I know, I get it, because unless you plan on living and dying in your home, Mm -hmm. you know, I don't really see the point either. I have family members who are like, how much do you have left on your mortgage? I'm like, I don't know, 20 years? Mm -hmm. And they're like, well, you need to get ahead of that. I'm like, why? I'm not going to live here forever. Why do I need to pay my house off? Yeah, there there are interesting schools of thought in regards to that. And then there is this, you know, this the saving, it sort of sits there and we know right now no savings accounts get you 0.1%, right? I mean, they're they're so low and having savings is really really important. You need the rainy day fund. You need to store up money so that if you suddenly find yourself out of work or there's a big financial emergency, it's not an emergency because you've got money set aside just for that. That right. I believe is really right. sound. But I think there's a cap to that. To where then after you want to take some chances, like you want to have a lot of your financial picture being sound in terms of savings and investing. And then you need to take a percentage and say, let's see if this part can make a home run. And if you do, if you hit a home run with it, then it can totally change your financial picture. I'm starting to feel a little more aggressive. Okay. So Rich Dad, Poor Dad talks all about that. They say that the rich work for money. Excuse me. Here's how Rich Dad, uh, Robert Kiyosaki, the author of that New York Times bestselling book for 25 years, says, says it. The poor work for money and the rich have money work for them. 
and he's all about getting money into assets and not racking up credit card debt, not buying a bunch of things, but buying assets that grow money. And it looks pretty good after two years. It looks really good after five years. It can look incredible after 10 years. You could change your future. We had an email from a listener whose name is escaping me at the moment, but she suggested that we follow this woman, Tori Dunlap, Um, online. I think the account is called her first 100 K dot com. And then there's all these testimonials from people saying, thank you so much for your for your tip. I was able to negotiate like I'm making double this year because of your tips. Wow. So I think you should look into her. You know what? um, There is this there's a guy who I found. I'll just tell you, there's a guy who I found on YouTube. His name is Chris Crone, K-R-I-S-K-R-O-H-N. His approach is not my style. Like his delivery, he's very flashy and, you know, he's got a big house and custom cars and all that kind of garbage that is just like that we've been sold before. However, his style is very flamboyant, over the top and aggressive. His his approach, his strategy seems pretty well thought out. So on November 18th, he's doing like a, a, a free two-hour thing online and I'm sure at the end of it it's gonna be like now join my thing and spend X amount of hundreds of dollars and you can blah 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 I'm not going in for that I want to hear him talk more because I've heard a lot of conservative people talk about how to grow in real estate I want to hear someone on the other end of the spectrum um, talk about a plan to rapidly expand your financial picture through rental income so he's like there are five things you need to do in the next year so i'm like i'll i'll pay for the price of that since it's free sit through the hour and figure i'll take notes and share them with you i also have um three friends who do this okay who you know have rental properties and have for many many years yeah i'll just put you in touch with them all right i'd love to all right bye now um all right that was fun that was my listen sorry guys if, if we all get more control of our money either tell it where to go or wonder where it went you can either master it or it will master oh, you God. there is no middle ground when it comes to money When we come back, remember the Carrie Underwood song, Stretchy Pants? Yes. It was suddenly online, and then it was suddenly offline. They took it down. We didn't know what happened. Well, it's official. We'll give you the story behind it and let you know where you can hear it when we come back on Donna and Steve. This is the Donna and Steve experience on My Talk 1071, where talk is fun. She loves to be. Hey, final stretch of the Donna and Steve experience on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate you guys so much. You're our best friends. So much. You guys. Hi, you guys. Hi, guys. Also, don't forget to check out Listener Rewards for this month. What are the goodies that we have? Thanks for asking. You could win tickets to the Holiday Boutique at the Minneapolis Convention Center, which sounds amazing. Restaurant gift cards for Midtown Global Market or Baltimore. We've got movie passes. Just go and check out everything 
up for grabs and listener rewards are on our app at mytalk1071.com. Thank you. Thank you, Donna. Alrighty. You know, we kind of missed this uh, on, on Friday. This all became legit and official. Around the middle of the week last week, early last week, there was that Carrie Underwood song that just came and went. It was out there, stretchy pants, and it had leaked online. Mm-hmm. Carrie didn't say anything about it, though, and we are like, what does this mean? What do we know? Um, so now it is official. You can go watch it on YouTube. I'm going to link it up here in a moment so that you can check it out on the show links page. Uh, but in in essence, what she is doing is releasing the song. It's very funny, just a cute little thing about Thanksgiving and the holidays and stretchy pants, blah, blah, blah. But she's also going to donate um, a portion of proceeds to for like streaming and, and downloads of stretchy pants are going to be donated to. It's called The Store. I don't know if you know about this, Don. It's a Nashville-based organization. It was co-founded by Brad Paisley and Kimberly Williams Paisley. I do know about it, yep. Okay, and it provides free shopping for mm-hmm. qualified families. And uh, Carrie Underwood said, people know that I'm a champion for a healthy lifestyle, but a big part of that is balance. There are times to be disciplined, and then there are times when we need to eat and drink and be merry and enjoy ourselves with family and friends. And she just knew that it would bring a lot of fun and a lot of joy to people. And now it also is going to do something good. Um, The animated video is uh, cute that you can watch along with too. And I think uh, she's got these, is she selling these stretchy pants? I don't know if she's selling. She does have her own line of athleta wear, athletic wear, athleta. Yeah, athleta. Athleta wear? Yeah, I don't know. Athleta wear. Why don't we say Do you mean athleisure? There you go. You guys want to hear the song? Or you, what do you, how do you feel about it? No. Because you have to cut it out of the podcast? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's okay. You can play it. Okay. I, we... like That's cute, right? Yeah, her voice is so good. She's good. She's so good. Who's got a better voice, Carrie Underwood or Kelly Clarkson? Kelly Clarkson. Clarkson. All right. Yeah. Just calm down, everybody. Um, <laughs> Kelly Clarkson is like Adele caliber. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Give to the Max Day is coming up, by the way. Tis the season. That's happening this Thursday. So get your give pants on. Nailed it. Thursday, November 18th. My talk is giving to the Max to benefit our friends at Alive and Kickin'. Those are the seniors that rock. You can help us to help them expand their mission by choosing Alive and Kickin' as your cause when you donate on Give to the Max Day. Easy to figure out how exactly you can help out. Go to mytalk1071.com, and when you're there, the keyword is give. So if you love Alive and Kicking, uh, you can go and give. I'll give it. to the next day, this Thursday. Steve. You're welcome. Hey, Rocco, do you want to read a book with us? Not really, no. No. Aren't you guys doing the Katie Kirk thing? Yeah, it's good. We're Kirking. It's a and good I, book. I'll I don't know. A, I'll make a snappy intro for it or something. Yeah, could you make an intro for it's hashtag it's not a book club? Okay. It's the Don and Steve read-along, um, hashtag it's not a book club. It's not a Duma. <laughs> it's not a book club. Yeah, I think something like that could be fun. Donna, here's the thing. Um, I don't know if you're like me. I have high hopes. I'm optimistic when I board a plane, I think. If I'm flying without children. If I'm flying with children, I'm in prison. But if I'm there without children, I just think, what could I accomplish? Should I just think up here in the sky and write down ideas? Should I read? 
should I just listen to music and relax? But I, I, I think I'm going to read the Katie Couric book, but there's a high chance that I could get on a flight and then fall asleep within the first 30 minutes and I wake up at the destination. I envy you. I cannot sleep on a plane, so I always try to be productive, mm. whether that means doing something for work or yes. clearing out old voicemails and emails, like pictures. I'll go through that and just sit there and do all of that tedious stuff that you don't want to do when you're at home because there's always something else to do. Right. Or read a book. I think you should read. Uh, unless you really need to sleep. If you need to sleep before whatever it is you're doing. I don't... Well, I mean, it's not until the next day. I fly out tonight. I, oh, I a, must be nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's going to be really nice. I'll get in there at about 9 o'clock and then go to bed at a hotel. Very nice. Mm. <laughs> You know, you're weird. He's already you know big-timing us, right? I'm not big-timing. You are. What if I said I was going to Kansas City? Then it wouldn't be big-timing. No. You are you are fa- harshly judging La Ciudad, the city of angels that is Los Angeles. But tell me about that city. Is it is it a dump? It's not a dump. <laughs> there are parts of it that are dumpy. Uh, it's not super dumpy. It just dumpy. looks real smoggy and highway-ish. And then yeah. it just looks like, a, you know what it looks like to me? Hmm. A lot of strip malls. Uh no, yes there are there are a lot of those. They'll, but they're they'll really call nice them parts. like the shops at fill in the blank, <laughs> right? And that's where we always see TMZ getting people coming out of like yes. Chanel or wherever. Yes, yeah. that sounds good. Um, no, it's it's nice. It's got a lot of nice parts. I'm going to be in Burbank. Burbank is oh, it, it, oh <laughs> good for you. I know. Let me let me explain. Burbank is where I used to work. When I worked at Reels, I worked in Burbank at their Burbank Bureau. And what's nice about it is it's not Burbank. Burbank. It's Burbank. What's nice is it's a little off the beaten path from downtown Hollywood by about 10 or 15 minutes. And uh, the Warner Brothers studio is is tucked in there, which is where Ellen does her show. And it's just got a nice, like, you're in a little cove when you're in Burbank. When you're in downtown Hollywood, like Paramount Studios, which I think is on Sunset Boulevard, that is a, you're right in the middle of the hullabaloo. Whereas Burbank, you know, burr, Is it a little more in the burbs, right? Because the burb, you think that's why they call it a burb? Yeah, I think they put the... They just added an ank at the end. They put the burb in Burbank. It's uh, yeah, kind of yeah, a little more kind of that upscale. Yeah. Okay. Oh, hey, here's something else fun too. When I was at Mall of America this weekend, I think I found my new favorite cologne of the moment. Oh really? It's from Abercrombie. Now hear me out. Abercrombie has an old school scent that we all remember from the malls in the '90s called Fierce. They have a Fierce collection. And they have a, it's called Fierce Reserve. And it smelled so bleeping good, Donna. And they have a Fierce Perfume for her. And I'm going to get, I'm going to get it for my wife and I'm going to get that for me. You're going to love the smell of it, Is Donna. Is there a lion on the bottle? There's not a lion. Okay. You want there to be a lion? I <laughs> just think Fierce. Oh. Rawr. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna take off. Yeah, you go. We'll right. see you on Wednesday. Matt Belanger in tomorrow. Drink your coffee, Donna. Right? Or maybe I should just balance him out and just, you know, yeah. take a Valium. He makes me look like um Yeah. Like have low blood sugar. <laughs> All right, bye. <laughs>